Checking in with Hall of Fame angler and Leech Lake legend Al Moss today as the fishing opener has come and gone, and he was out there all weekend long. He was uh, doing some fishing and uh, some TV filming as well, and Al, sounds like you at least found some walleyes. Uh, that we did, Kim. We had uh, a good weekend from the standpoint of both the family, uh, Mother's Day routine, and also then we did uh, the television film on Monday, and uh, both days were very, very successful. So um, we were happy with uh, the results here. And I'm guessing, like most places this time of year, Jig and Minnow Bite. Yep, a Jig and a Minnow Bite. And what we had really was, uh, we told people ahead of time, too, that take all the different kinds of minnows you could get. You know, spot tails are pretty scarce up here for shiners. So we took shiners, um, we took goldens, we had little fat heads, and we had rainbows. And we took and uh, fished them differently. But it was a jig and a minnow bite. The best bite, uh, if you're coming to Leech, is definitely on the chartreuse and green stand-up jigs. And the smaller the better. What we really did is uh, we long-lined it, Kev. Uh, went late as we could, went to the back away from the boat uh, as far as we could you know, go and be practical. And then um, kept the speed just enough to keep above the weeds. That cara hangs up on those. Uh, jigs every once in a while, but the fish reacted to that very well, and uh, we caught all size fish from 12 inches, you know, to 25 uh, inches, and there were a lot of them that were right at the 20, 19 to 20 inch uh, category. Okay, and uh, thing about Leech Lake is it's it seems you know in in some ways a lot of different lakes. So where you were at, it was going well. Who knows about the rest of the lake? Yeah, exactly right. I, the reports that you told me about, that didn't surprise me up there. We, we were really kind of cold yet as far as I was concerned. And the reason I'm saying that is we went and checked the harbors. Uh, you know, we're looking for the crappies uh, in, in the back bays, and they weren't even minnows back in a lot of the harbors or none, uh, very few bass. The pike were just about non-existent. We only caught, I think, a couple pike, but they were quality, you know. Mm-hmm. They're under that new... Um, the new uh, license number, so we had 28 inches, where in the state now we can only have two over 26. But um, very few perch, and uh, like I said, we started with the water temperature at about 45, and I think by the time we got done, we are about 52, and uh, that's when the bite really took place. Every time a little wind came up, it sure helped, but we didn't have any wind to speak of, so I was really surprised that we got what we got out of the whole thing. When did the ice go out on Leech? Well, they say... I think it was Thursday before opener. Okay. Um, I mean, I can't believe it went out, Kev. <laughs> I really can't. I mean, you looked out there and you saw this massive sheet. And I've been caught in that three times, but it went. I mean, it literally went. And uh, you either get the good bite, you know, or you get a kind of a zero bite. Uh, and this time it was in between because uh, we did well, but I don't think all people did. 
but the west end of the lake, from my report, uh, the, have the people that reported to me was the, the best by far, which means that you were in the area of the, the hardwoods, the uh, Trader's Bay area. Nothing going on in Walker Bay yet, and nothing going on um, up, I guess, on uh, the Pelican area. Uh, at least that's what we heard. So that's the report that I got out of it, and uh, I don't know any more about it. Um, have you heard, are they done spawning? Are they still spawning? What's going on there? Yeah, I think they just ended that up. You know, uh, they did the stripping of the walleyes down at Woman Lake. That went really well for here. Uh, I know they had excess exit. They shipped to places that didn't go. So out on the lake, uh, I know several people were watching. You still would see the uh, numbers in some places uh, working their way over the top of the uh, weeds, and they're very, very slow. So I'm assuming it's it's done. But um, it's just at com- completion because we are behind. And it sounds like you were catching plenty of fish, so the, the numbers look good. Numbers look good, really healthy fish that we had. And, and uh, you know, you've been talking to Doug in the, in the group, too, and everybody else. And the data indicates that we still have a good population um, of fish out here uh, in the lake with all the pressure, all the lakes and everything else as, as to how it goes. Um, I mean, I, we're all kind of questioning that. We've got to see what happens this year because the task force, as we took a look at it, the whole routine, um, we're just going to have to watch to make sure that the numbers don't go down. Zooplankton looks good like uh, it should. I understand, too, that, uh, you know, the zebra mussel count is still down yet. We haven't come far uh, any further with that. Uh, so we'll see what actually happens. But um, I, we have, all have concern because... When Malax is down, you know, uh, it puts a lot of pressure on here. Right, right. A lot more anglers up there uh, in your neck of the woods uh, fishing. Plus, um, you know, we got to watch those perch numbers there, too. Yeah, well, that's a, you know, that's a big key. Uh, that's the thing that we got to watch. Fortunately, we'll be able to harvest some cormorants yet, take care of that routine uh, to keep that down. But as you know, we got the predation going on with the big fish. Uh, in certain areas of the lake, that's basically what you get is one right after the other. And uh, so the data indicates that we're, like I say, we're good. But the perch thing is so important because everybody wants perch. And this winter, you know, people didn't get around all over and couldn't fish that much. So a lot of fish were protected. We have a lot of small perch, but the number of quality perch, that's very questionable uh, on the top end. I don't know if we have a lot of that. 12 to 14 uh, inch out there. Still to, more, still to come, more with Al Moss. Plus, we'll hear from Aaron Templin, rookie on the National Walleye Tour, plus the manager at Destination Sporting Goods in Bemidji. It's all coming up. Some people say fishing is overrated. For the record, they are wrong. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Hall of Fame angler Al Moss, my guest today. Al, before we went on the air, you told me this weekend is probably the lake's going to get hit hard. A lot of people canceled their trips because they didn't think the ice was going to be out. They'll be here this weekend. That's right. Uh, you know, we checked a lot of resorts just before, it, and uh, there were several resorts on the west end here that had no people in because they did move them. So this next weekend, yes, is going to be packed out here, and that'll give us a true indication. Looking at the landings uh, when we went by, Kev, uh, you know, they were down a little bit in numbers compared to what they had. But uh, I did talk to the uh, the uh, invasive species people, and uh, the one guy said he did, on Saturday, 
uh, he did 172 inspections himself, telling you just how many people. Oh, no, that was Sunday. Excuse me. How many boats went by? Um, and that was at the landing towards Bemidji. But uh, there was room to park. People got uh, taken care of, and um, that was good. But this weekend, that changes things. And then, of course, Memorial coming up. Everything will be breaking loose. And um, I'm anticipating that we're going to have a couple really good weeks um, coming up after probably this one here. This They had to juggle people, and, you know, and that makes it very difficult for people to get back in the right dates. So we'll see what happens. Hey, Al, I know that you uh, stay uh, on top of everything, and you do a lot of experimenting with the uh, potential new lures and things like that. Is there anything hot out there that you think we need to we need to take a look at this year? Well, there, the technology from the standpoint of you know GPS, side scan, down scan, all of that, they tweak that and make it better and better. From the standpoint of the rest of it, it's just it, it to me, it's basically still the same. Quality goes up. Um, in this area, but uh, I see nothing outstanding, Kevin, that we have to take a look at. Um, so much in the area of the bass field, the critters uh, that they create on the plastics. I mean, same thing with the big muskies. Uh, it, it's amazing. And one thing we do know is the cost of everything has gone up. Northland's got some neat stuff that they came out with this year with the, with the blades, um, the spinning blades that they've got, and the jigs are different. Um, working very well, but uh, I'm just going to tell the people a key to where I'm concerned right now. If you want to catch fish out here, get a stand-up jig, one that will keep you out of the weeds that much, and then uh, the color schemes always. There's a green that will work, the Kelly greens, the chartreuses. There are days with blues, but um, those two colors, if you had just those two jigs, you're going to be in business for every species that we have uh, from the big predators. Okay. Hey, what uh, what show were you filming yesterday? We did uh, Jason Mitchell. Okay. And um, they're a very sophisticated group, as you know. We had uh, two cameramen in with us, and uh, uh, we spent a lot of time doing research. Of the Well, we had fish underwater, you know, and all the different type of structure. Looked at that, you're going to see... Uh, uh, a lot of different size fish, um, uh, the minnows, the hookups, the different types of jigs. Actually, yesterday we had to fish um, a round-headed jig made by Clam um, because of a sponsorship, which is fine with a long shank on it, but like I say, it, t- it tends to pick up more weeds. So what we did with that is kept it as light as we could and then got the speed so that we could stay on top, and that became very productive. We'd go along and we'd catch like two fish, then you might go a half an hour and catch none, and at one time I think we caught seven in about 15 minutes, so that's kind of how it goes. Oh, absolutely. Well, if we're going to get out there on leech, uh, what should we be looking for as far as uh, good potential walleye spots? Well, I think what's going to happen now here as the water temp warms up, you're going to see the traditional areas, the hardwoods, the Sucker Bay area break loose here, definitely in the Portage Bay area up and two points way up into the flats by five mile. That's got to get going. Um, and that's when so usually the, the the people from Grand Rapids you know, are hitting that pretty hard. And um, the South Shore, that might be a little slow yet, uh, but what uh, reports we have is this end here for some unknown reason will still continue to be good 
for a long period of time yet, Kevin. It just seems to hold its own. So some of the traditional spots, like Pine Point, for example, probably still had 150, 200 boats on it. Um, that wasn't outstanding. The fish had shifted outside of that to 7 to 10 foot and um, down into the weeds area in the narrows uh, where they typically would be, but uh, they weren't on the actual point. Lots of that, though, has to deal with no wind, and uh, when we have wind, we do pretty well there. So that, I would look to the west end if you're coming to fish it, more so than any of the other areas. You still guide now? I am going to do some. We're doing a lot of writing. We've still got television shows to do, um, and we are doing some guiding, yes. Um, but trying to cut it back a little bit because it's getting a little demanding. Are, are you booked up, or do you still have a trip no, or two? No, we've got some room. Okay. We've got some room. How do we get a hold of you? People can get a hold of me. At, you know, the best thing to do is to call in the evening now, Kevin, if you can, uh, at, at this, this number here at the 218-547-1600. Usually I'm home by 6 o'clock, uh, 5 o'clock in that neighborhood. But uh, I, we're not home during the day because we're on the water doing research or doing whatever and uh, keeping busy. But, yeah, we're going to do some guiding, and uh, hopefully it's a good year. Okay. Al Moss joining me, Hall of Fame angler, one of our good friends from the Leech Lake area. Al, thanks for your time today. We really appreciate it. You bet, Kev. Keep up the good work. You're listening to Fish and Ball Bunyan Country, where all the cool kids hang out. And Kev Jackson, too. Check in with Aaron Templin. He's the manager over at Destination Sporting Goods on Paul Bunyan Drive Northwest. And uh, Aaron, of course, coming off his... His first ever pro walleye circuit tour, the NWT, over on, uh, was it Winnebago, Aaron? It was on Winnebago, yep. They moved us over to Lake Winnebago. And how did you do? Gosh, it was good. You know, I had a good time over there. It was my first time on that system. So uh, I found some fish in practice and kind of stuck to my guns and stayed jigging and doing what I like to do around here. You know, you put a jig in my hand and I'm, I'm just going to sit and fish. So <laughs> I ended up in 31st place, uh, just a couple splashes of water out of the money, but I'm pretty darn happy with my first finish. That sounds good, and then, then you definitely uh, picked up some points, so you still got you know, you know, still got a shot, right? Yep, absolutely. Moving on to the next one. Next one's Michigan, and then I got to come home here to wonderful Minnesota fishing opener, <laughs> and gosh, it was good, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I you know I heard good reports uh, from most of the lakes in this neck of the woods. Yes, it was really really good this weekend. The big shocker to me was the the leech bite. Uh, guys were really starting to catch fish on leeches already, and in the cold water, I thought that was very strange. But uh, they were definitely doing it, and the the jigs and plastics game just exploded. Uh, Cass Lake area, uh, beef fish and tackle plastics and eighth ounce jigs. Guys were uh, pitching them and kind of pumping them and working them back to the boat and catching a lot of limits off of plastic so it was really kind of exciting to see the uh the game's changing oh yeah definitely you know i mean we heard a lot of people were a little nervous about whether there'd be live bait but it sounds like maybe you don't even need it absolutely you know the live bait thing is is always there you know the, the fish absolutely love them but i like when guys venture out uh, venture out of the normal that's for sure that's the way i like to fish and it was very cool to see the, the plastics game definitely taking off. A lot of people buying plastics, a lot of people playing with it, and having some great success, too. So that was uh, very impressive to see, that's for sure. So, Especially in that Cast Lake clear water, you know. Yes. You would think that uh, a plastic wouldn't be your go-to, but uh, guys are on the program, and it's definitely working for them. 
So basically, they just take a, a fireball jig or whatever jig they want to use yep. and, and treat that plastic like it's a live bait. Absolutely. Yep. You're pumping it. You want to work it a little faster than live bait. You know, you're going to be reeling it and getting it to swim. Let the plastic do the work. You know, it's it's displacing water and you get good movement out of it, good vibration out of it, especially if it's a, a pulsar paddle tail. Um, and, and they were loving it. The walleyes, a lot of guys coming in saying, uh, saying catching limits on plastics. What was the hottest lake you heard about? You know, I would say Andrusia was was the best. Cast Lake Chain was doing really well. Bemidji actually did extremely well um, for the for the ice coming off a little bit later than everything else. Irvin was extremely good. Um, yeah, it was a great opener from everybody coming around the shop. Yeah, that's interesting because Bemidji, even in a typical year when it's a little bit warmer, doesn't really kick in until yeah, around exactly. Memorial. Yep, it takes a little bit to get Bemidji fired up. It's usually about a week later, and everybody really starts uh, putting walleyes in the boat, but they were going right from the get-go, from what I understand. Okay, wow. Uh, yeah, and I heard great stuff from Red. I heard great stuff from Black Duck. And um, virtually, I guess, you know, bigger lakes, but uh, if, you wanted to, uh, if you wanted to fish them, they were there. Absolutely. There's always, uh, always something to chase. I heard the crappies are really turning on. Uh, we had little rainbow minnows in here, and that was the... Uh, the ticket for the crappies. They needed the live bait little rainbow minnows, and guys were catching great numbers of crappies. They're starting to make their way into their spawning grounds, and, and that was exciting to hear, too. Guys had some awesome opener. All right. Now, I understand you guys have a, a fishing league going on? We do have a fishing league going on. That is tonight. Okay. So, yeah, we're going to get the guys loose there, and that's usually how I reel in some pretty good fishing reports, too. Those guys are phenomenal anglers, and tonight is Lake Bemidji. So we're going to see what comes off of there. Uh, any spots left, or are you sold out now? You know, we do have one spot left in the in the walleye league. So if somebody's uh, somebody's going to hear this, come on in, get signed up, and uh, we will get you into our league. All right, sounds good. So fishing league starts tonight. We had opening weekend; it was all good. Uh, the weather's getting warmer and warmer. Uh, there's not a lot to complain about in the fishing scene right now. Nope, it's awesome here in northern Minnesota, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. So when's your next event? I leave here in a couple weeks. I'm okay. heading over to Saginaw Bay in Michigan, so we're going to see what goes on out there. All right. Aaron Templin is the uh, is the man over at Destination Sporting Goods, and uh, for those who aren't familiar with Destination, where are you guys located? We are right across from uh, Taco Bell and Pizza Hut, 508 Paul Bunyan Drive. So come visit us for the little log cabin pro shop. All right. Sounds good, Aaron. We appreciate your time today. Awesome. Thank you very much. Fish a hidden secret. If you own a small to medium-sized business that kept employees on payroll through COVID, you may have a big cash refund waiting for you. The Employee Retention Credit is a tax credit of up to $26,000 per employee. And now, more businesses than ever qualify. The experts at RefundsPro.com specialize in cutting through the red tape of qualifying for this government program. Most of their refunds are over $100,000. Even businesses that have received PPP funds may be eligible. And there are absolutely no fees unless you receive a refund. So there's no reason not to apply. If your business experienced shutdowns, limited capacity, supply chain challenges, or reduced revenue due to COVID, you likely qualify. RefundsPro.com has already helped hundreds of businesses. So don't lose the refund you're owed by missing the deadline. Get started today with a free 5-minute questionnaire at RefundsPro.com. That's Refunds with an S, Pro.com.